Welcome in to Dialed In, a podcast by the High Cotton Club. Connor Hendrickson missing my co-host Tanner Sandell today because today is Friday. We recorded on Thursday. I have edited this podcast six, seven times. I don't know. I've lost track now. I am uh, ready to throw my laptop up against the wall. I'm over this podcast. I hope that you guys enjoy it because I promise the effort has been there. Technology, um, it's been well documented in the past. It's not my friend. Uh, technology and I butt heads, but I've done my best to get this podcast up and out for you guys. Uh, we talked about a lot, talked about, you know, some housekeeping items um, like merchandise and things like that. Also dove into Live Golf. Um, we're not a golf podcast. We're a roost podcast. So if you want to listen to a real golf podcast, go listen to No Laying Up. Um, they did a great job during their emergency press conference, emergency pod, talking about it. Um, but Tanner and I gave our thoughts, answered some questions from the guys. So tune into that, as well as some stuff from our upcoming events through a treat at Henry Horton on 612. The salute of any links just a couple days before that on 69. Um, leading up to the showdown on July 9th at the Legacy, our season ending event before our roost heads east to Knoxville to face the North Carolina Roost in the regional at Holston Hills. So also dive into Kentucky and Alabama getting underway in the High Cotton Classic, as well as the bracket play getting underway here in Tennessee. Um, And then some questions and life advice as we end every episode. So a lot of work putting in or put into this episode. I hope that you all enjoy it. I apologize for the delay in getting it out, but uh, promise it's not been for a lack of effort. So please enjoy this episode of Dialed In, a podcast by the High Cotton Club, presented by the fine folks at Golf RX. I know Tanner went over there just a couple days ago, and uh, he told a great story on our soft open before uh, before I lost that audio file. But um, you know he's always getting over there, checking in with the guys, Ryan Smith, Seth Grissom at Golf RX, as you should as well. So whether you need custom club fitting, lessons, club repair, whatever you need, make sure you go see the guys. Fresh Simulator, they're going to get you dialed in. Golf RX and Mount Julia appreciate their partnership very much. So without further ado, please enjoy today's episode. Rich, some guys like it quiet, some guys like it loud. This is... Yeah, the gator needs to look like he needs some exercise. I don't know. Of course, the conditions now that he has to play the shot to test anyone. Welcome in to Dialed In, a podcast by the High Cotton Club. My man Tanner Sandell joining me today in my house, uh, showing me some great-looking great head covers on his phone. Tanner's been playing a lot of golf with his wife, and she is excited about the swag. We got a lot of swag here at the High Cotton Club. Tanner, how are you doing today, man? Uh, feeling great. Uh, shout out to Kalen. No free shout outs. Uh, getting my official golfing buddy out and playing, but 
feels good to be in the Hendrickson household this morning and ready to get some content to you guys. Yeah, I appreciate you coming up to uh, my neck of the woods and yeah, excited to talk about. We don't have a whole lot to talk about, unfortunately. Um, kind of double-edged sword there. The season's wrapping up and so we have some stuff going on. Um, as we wrap up, a couple of events left. We'll get there, but right now, want to get into some merch updates. Um, more Extinction hats. We talked about that in last week's episode. Um, I got them sitting in the kitchen right now, um, looking good. Um, but if we want some more, we're going to do a deadline um, on Sunday to order more. So we're going to order however many we kind of feel. So if you, we have a sheet out there, a spreadsheet. Um, if you haven't found that, just send me a message and I'll send it to you. But we're going to do another order. So go ahead and reach out, get involved, support Park Mammoth, support the High Cotton Club, and support our future events there at Park Mammoth. All right, so um, tour visors and sun hats. Tour visors are going to be awesome. Sun hats are a no-go. Um, after last week's episode, I asked people to reach out if they were interested in sun hats. One person reached out. Sorry, Dylan. You will not be getting a sun hat. <laughs> um, you know, I'm really disappointed because I wanted one. My girlfriend Morgan wanted one. We were excited about the sun hats, uh, but for $45, $50, um, for 30 of them, and only three or four of us wanting them, it just doesn't make sense. So if you hear this and you want one, go ahead and reach out. I mean, we still want them. So if some more people kind of build up and want them, we'll get them out there, but it's just not something that we're gonna do right now. Um, but the visors are gonna be awesome. What color visor would you be looking for, Tanner? Man, I'm all about just the clean white. I mean, I, I've always enjoyed the white visor look. Uh, starting to get colors out there is tough for me. I think a navy visor is fine, a black visor is fine. I've got a gray tour visor myself. If I'm picking exactly, like, if I'm, if I'm like, having to pick my own high cotton tour visor and, like, if I had to pick the litter or, like, my own choice, I think I'd probably take white or navy blue. Since we're not doing sun hats, I'm interested to see how many guys would buy tour visors because we're gonna do we're gonna do a minimum of like 24 either way. Um, so I don't think we could do two colors. We still have hats coming, obviously. Those will be here whenever they get here. I hope everybody just continues to forget about those, and when they get here, they'll be a nice, nice surprise. Ooh, hey, surprise! Speaking of uh, nice surprise, remember bag tags came in. Um, did you see those on Instagram? Yeah, I got yours in the dining room. I'm probably going to take it home with me. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> what did you think of those? Uh, they Cold, look great. Koldolsky with that original idea. Yeah, they look phenomenal. Uh, I remember when you first told me about uh, the idea to go ahead and move forward. Actually, tell us where that came from. So, hearkening uh, back to our original episode with where we talked about just the origins of the club and the origins of the High Cotton Classic with the High Cotton Cattle Company and our family. Um, I, you know, kind of what I spend most of my time doing um, outside of the golf stuff. I don't know which one I spend more time doing, <laughs> unfortunately, most days. But, uh, yeah, so it just kind of harkens back to that. Um, we use yellow ear tags with black letters on our cows. So everybody has yellow ear tags with black letters um, for themselves, for the High Cotton Club, for the back tag. So just paying a little homage to the namesake. That's e cool. Exactly. Keeping it, keeping it rooted. Yeah. Uh, I like that. So I saw it. They, of course, came out better than uh, than even expected. So super excited to add that to the bag. Um, I've already been rocking my other bag tags from Buckeye uh, tags. 
uh, that's his name, right? Yeah. Shout out Flynn Wilder on uh, The Refuge. But, um, yeah, and I've been getting a lot of comments on even those, like people just seeing it out of the club or wherever, just seeing the bag. And, I, and I'm and I, it's so much just like that tisk tisk tisk. like you, we, this is exclusive, baby. Yeah. You know, like you got to play to get it. Yeah, they're kind of what we're kind of going for with those Buckeye tags is less like bag tag berry, more like ski pass. Yeah, uh, I love that. Yeah, so like. You know, some resorts now they'll make you rip off the old ones, but back in the day, right? You have the whole little like, uh, um, what is it? Um, little zip zip tie full of uh, passes. So yeah. yeah, that's what we're going for. Something like that on your bag. However many events you played, you know, a lot of guys play four, five, six events this year. They're gonna have four, five, six bag tags on their bags. It's gonna be pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. I've accumulated. Um, I've accumulated five or six of those from Sweetens on an all-day pass. And, you know, not to knock Sweetens because I love Sweetens and I've frequented it, but um, I think these are a little bit better than the Sweetens ones. Those look great, but the paper Sweetens ones that I have have been probably smushed up and not kept as well. So uh, these being a little more dur- durable, uh, a little bit more unique, a little bit more clean, I like it. It's going to be a, a cool keepsake for me as – the years kind of go on and I'm sure I will eventually transition some of those Buckeye tags from my bag replace that with the, the new high cotton one uh, and those will move more towards like a true like memorabilia type thing whether it's in my office or the man cave or wherever yeah I, you mentioned Sweetens and I think I would be remiss if I say that my time there didn't have some sort of influence on the idea to do it for each and every event right, right? I'm sure that it's some came into my subconscious somehow and, sure. and had an impact. So um, don't want to act like it's a completely original idea by any means. Um, but, yeah, excited for that. Going to try to switch it up for next year. I don't think that, like, 12 months of the same thing would be – I think we want to switch it up. So we're going to see what we're going to do differently. Any sneak uh, peeks on ideas that you could do to switch up? Um, you know, the Some whole brain – The brain's always working. Okay, all right. The brain's always the working. We- the wheels are turning. Yep, all for right. sure. So um, – We'll see what happens, but either way, it's going to be cool. And uh, appreciate everybody who's getting involved and continuing to make our events on the High Cotton Club what what we are. Um, we had somebody, let's see, we had, um, we're, we're always adding new folks, and it's great. We had Mr. Webb Emerson join, our first Mississippi member join. All right. Yes. Yeah, so, so growing even more. Mississippi State guy, love to see that. Love to see that. Did you ask him the important question? There's only one question I think that you have to ask, and it's either hottie toddy or hell state. Well, I didn't even have to ask the question because he followed on Instagram, and then I saw that, and so I followed him back. Um, and he had Mississippi State in his bio, and so then I saw his message from the refuge, just didn't get to answer it. He sent a message on Instagram. We got him dialed in. Originally from Memphis, living in Jackson now, part of the High Cotton Club, and, nice. and stoked to have him. Um, we are officially past the 80-member mark. So with that being said, we're about to start that next round of member gifts. As season one winds down, we want to get everybody who – Missed out on the opening round of uh, member gifts. Dialed in for the you know conclusion of season one. Make sure that everybody who got involved to on the ground floor feels like they you know are taken care of. Let me ask you a question because this has come up in with some guys that I've reached out to and tried to bring to the to the roost uh, and whatnot. Obviously, for those of us that are refugees and nesticles, we know the deal with our nest membership kind of a fiscal and 
annualized type deal from the day that you begin. Can you speak to the design of the High Cotton Club with our with our fiscal year and our year to seasons and what that looks like? Is that something you're prepared for? Am I putting you on spot? Like what what does that what does that look like? Is it to be determined? How does that yeah, so um, when I was filling out our stuff for our 501c3, like this is not my forte at all. And I recognize that our season technically ends in July, at the end of July, starting in August, right? So I was thinking, is that when I want to do our fiscal year? Right. Most small businesses just do December 31st. So I did December 31st. That's, that's a good, but seriously, that's a good answer because it's easier to keep up with that way. Yep. And that's why I was asking because I was talking to uh, a couple of the guys, I think probably at the extinction, and we were talking about how, actually, I'm sorry, I was talking to Seth and Ryan at Golf RX. Shout out to our title sponsor, our presenting sponsors, Golf RX and Mountain Juliet, Tennessee, Seth Grissom and Ryan Smith. But I was in there doing my weekly stop-in two weeks ago, and that that was brought up, and I didn't know the best answer. And the question really was, with our season ending when it does, what what does that look like? I think it's easier to follow just a traditional calendar year, but I did explain that an event that takes place in August or September if you qualify, that actually qualifies you for the July showdown in 2023, correct? Correct, okay. yes. Yeah, so that's that's how that will work. But fiscally, and that's all stuff behind the scenes, and, and talking about that, kind of previewing next season, we're going to build like a whole board because I this is a lot for me, putting a lot of time into this. I've, I've tried to do as much as I can, and I will continue to try to, you know, lay a solid groundwork and foundation for us to kind of, kind of move forward. But definitely looking for some help with numbers are not my strong suit. Certain things, you know, I would love some help with. So looking forward to getting kind of a, a team built around this thing and uh, just continuing to take it to the moon as the High Cotton Club deserves to do. This is not the life advice segment, but I'll go ahead and give a life, some life advice to El Capitan, even though he already knows the deal. Good leaders delegate, exactly. so you're doing the right thing. For sure, for sure. Um, it's just a point, the reason you know that I haven't delegated to this point is, first of all, the roost system as a whole is still very much in there. Like this is, no laying up is, you know, we're, we're kind of making it happen as, you know, they said, Hey, we have this idea. We'll figure it out when we get there. <laughs> and so like, um, you know, that's why we're having the meetings monthly and I yeah. missed last month's meeting, but a uh, meeting coming up next week and, or maybe even this week. Um, so we'll get everything dialed in. Um, as we continue to do that, I just want to continue to create and provide an experience for everybody. And so in my effort to do that, I just try to take care of as much as I can on my own try to do that with events, but going to form a tournament committee, um, that's what one of the things that we had at Mississippi State was a tournament committee. So we'll have you know different guys to set up, tear down, just make it a little bit easier on folks so folks don't feel so inclined to stick around and um, pitch in. Everybody will just be able to do their part um, in a more formal way. So moving on, um, gloves. You know we're still talking about merch even though we got down a rabbit hole. Gloves. We're gonna change glove distributors because I haven't heard back from somebody. So, um, you know, it's that time of year where I understand everybody's busy and we'll get to that with our events. Um, but we got to make moves. I'm ready to make moves. Other guys are ready to make moves. So we're going to do our best to do that. All right. So that being said, we've talked a lot about 
you know, we are a roost podcast. We are for the High Cotton Club, by the High Cotton Club. We talk a bit about golf with the PGA, majors, whatever's going on. And the biggest thing that has happened in a long time is happening right now, I guess, with the live golf situation. I don't know a whole lot about it. I've been kind of tuned out about it, to be honest. Um, I I hardly watch the PGA Tour. So why am I going to watch live golf? I don't. But I try to catch up on the um, emergency pod that No Laying Up released. And so I'm prepared a little bit to talk about it. Um, Clay wants to know just our initial thoughts. And so I'll I'll delegate to you, Tanner, your initial thoughts on the Live Golf League. I mean, I think it's a little sus, to be honest. I mean, uh, I haven't hidden the, the fact, uh, you know, since we started this podcast of really who I am and, and where, uh, you know, my, my preferences lie just with uh, being more of a traditional type person or like a, a modern movement type person, but um, I'm gonna side on the on the traditional side. And I know that, and I know from listening to the NLU pod of the history of the different tours that they did. I don't even remember when they did this. It's it's been quite some time, but each of them kind of had their own assignment to talk about the different. When you had like Greg Norman trying to do the World Golf Tour. Uh, and you had uh, Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer that they were going to split off and do something. And, like, all these little coups and stuff like that that were happening. So I recognize that the PGA Tour hasn't even always existed. But I feel like now it is kind of that, that, that staple figure and that, that, that mainstay. And that's, that's really where I want to be. At the end of the day, this is one of the best analogies that I can make. One of my favorite baseball players that I, or outfielders that I like to watch, his name was um, Adam Jones. Uh, he was the center fielder for the Orioles. He left the MLB to play baseball in Japan because the contract was lucrative. So he's making his money, but he's playing baseball where no traditional fans are watching it. Sure, Japanese fans are enjoying it, and that's great, but he's an American baseball player that has played the MLB forever. Make no bones about it, the MLB is the top-tier baseball organization in the world, hands down, no matter what. That's kind of the same way I view this. Like, I'm not, I immediately lost all interest in Adam Jones after that. Like, I'm glad he made his bread. Awesome. But you're where I, I have no interest now. I feel the exact same way. I watch the MLB. That's that's what I follow. I feel the same way here. I, I feel like I'm going to continue to look at the PGA Tour as the best and the top tier, and and let the the ones that are seeking you know that the money and and what all live is offering, uh, letting them fall off. Listen, I understand the how enticing it is when you have guys. You said it before the pod. Martin Keimer doesn't make much noise on the PGA Tour. He's good enough, but you know he's not cracking. You know any? He's not like used to have it. Yeah, I, but he's also not like when we do our sports book picks. We, <laughs> he's zero percent every time. But when a Martin Keimer goes and plays these, and he's making three times what some of the the better players are against worse players. Against worse players, like I scratch my head because at that point I truly am like. Okay, what, where are your priorities? I mean, I, I guess it depends on each of their individual. I think JT said it best on his interview with Solly. 
take a quick break from today's episode to talk to you about the fine folks at the rudder at Anchor High Marina. The Patton family is always taking care of us with the High Cotton Club, and they can take care of you at their location on Old Hickory Lake, 126 River Road in Hendersonville, Tennessee. You can give them a call at 615-348-0129. It was a great Memorial Day weekend for them out there, um, and they just opened up the ice cream shop. So if you're in the mood for um, good food, good drinks, or some good ice cream, make sure you go see the Rudder at Anchor High Marina and tell them the High Cotton Club sent you. They're open six days a week, Tuesday through Sunday at 11 a.m. with happy hour Tuesday through Friday, 2 to 6. So seating, seating is first come, first serve because it's a great place. They fill up. Make sure you get out there early and enjoy some great food, great drinks, and great time with friends. JT basically said, unless something really, really, really bad goes wrong financially with his financial advisor and all these people that he's put in place, he's okay money-wise. That's basically what he said. He's like, I'm fine. He was like, but I want to be one of the best golfers in the world. And to do that, I want to win on the biggest stage. That's literally, that's all I need to hear. And I know you guys are going to hear me say that, and you're going to go crazy on Discord. And when I see you, like, he's just taking that stance because JT said it, yada, yada, yada. That's not the case. It's just the best way that I can put that into words. And and it could be my ignorance to live as a whole, but um, I, I'm just not a I'm just not a money chaser. That would be like me saying, you, I'm looking at you and I know you're not ready for this comment. That would be like me saying, let me play the amateur tour at Hermitage every week instead of the High Cotton Club. I ain't going to do it because the High Cotton Club is better golf. I don't care about the purse that they're going after. And I had this guy, when I was playing racquetball the other day, he was telling me all this stuff like, oh, you would do well in these events and they, bull, bull is what I want to tell him. Come to a high cotton event and tell me that you don't love it over that. I feel the exact same way about that on just a much smaller scale. That's my thoughts, Clay. All right, well, um, appreciate the thoughts. Um, <laughs> I, 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 my thoughts. I don't care. Like, I really just don't care. Um, not about your thoughts. Care a whole lot about your thoughts, but I don't care about the Live Golf Tour. I just... I don't have the bandwidth. Um, I'm looking at some of these names right now. You know, are there any, there's not any names that like are going to make me go watch these golf events just to like set aside time. DJ's not a big enough name. Like he's as big as it gets really, right? Yeah. You don't get Tiger. You don't get Phil. Is Phil coming in that next group that's supposed to be released? Maybe, maybe not. Kind of surprised not to see him after everything that's going on. Yeah, seriously, after all that. Like, yeah, after all that, you're just, I don't know. This this whole thing has been, um, it reminds me, you kind of compared it to that, you know, other tour over, you know, wherever it's going to be at, they rotate. It kind of reminds me of the people who wanted to get with us about the Kentucky Highcock Classic initially. Um, they just don't really, they have a good idea. They think they have a good idea. Execution is absolutely terrible. Um, just really bad kind of scummy don't want to support it don't want to have anything to do with it and uh, yeah that's kind of how i feel about it so the guy's even half so even kind of worth watching sergio okay taylor gooch taylor gooch has been playing some good golf lately okay so like why is your taylor gooch i'll tell you why because he's gonna go make Double to triple. They said on the NLU pod. He only has two pro wins. Yeah. I, as soon as I say why, it's because they're going to go make so much money. Kevin Na, he's made, like, what, $35 million on the PGA Tour. He's getting, what, like a $70 million 
signing deal. Yeah, he was rocking it on the collar. So like he he set up generations upon generations of his family. Now. Now he has. Yeah. So like I get it. He's looking at I'm in my late thirties, mid forties early forties, right? What am I gonna do on the PGA tour versus what can I do for my family for Dude, I understand that. Generational wealth is something to be said. Like there there is something to be said for generational wealth. That's why I go back to this. Like I think Kevin Na is the only guy that I'm like, yep, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but like I'm looking down in here, like you just said it, but like, okay, like Louis Louis like even names that you recognize, Louis, okay, sure. Don't don't care a ton about him. Uh yeah. how many tractors does Louis need? Ambon. <laughs> like goodness gracious John Deere only makes him so big <laughs> Ian James Poulter he's got nine he's got nine professional victories like and I think he's made it as far up as number five I, I think is what this sheet says like, 19 professional victories what did I say nine? Ian Poulter my yeah. bad yeah 19 like okay I, I, I don't know we got Charles Schwartzel a, a former Masters winner like Still nobody. Lee Westwood could care less about him at this point, especially all the stuff he's done on Twitter. I, I I'm, I'm apathetic to it. Here, here's what I'll say. But these amateurs that are joining. I mean, here, that's why. I go and they got to, into it about the on the Discord, like about this lifetime ban. Is the lifetime ban gonna hold up? I mean, I couldn't even get into all the Discord. Oh yeah, it was like every time I looked, they it were, was like 26 new messages. They were getting like, after it. Oh, they there. were. Like I don't even know how they were. You, some of you guys on Discord amaze me of like how you're able to stay on top of it because like I'm, like I don't get the. Like, it's, sometimes it's harder for me to look at the notification, but that that's a separate thing. That's Here, how I feel about the refuge. Yeah. Here's the thing: at the end of the day, uh, I think it still goes back to where your priorities lie. If you want to be the best golfer in the world and win on the biggest stage, fine. I think you have that. If you are not going to be the best golfer in the world and win on the biggest stage, but you want to make that paper boo boo then make your paper, but go do it wherever. I mean, it, 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 I guess it, the, so, me as a golf fan, I'm going to watch the PJ Tour. That's it. Here's the other thing that I was curious about, and I heard it on one of NLU's earlier pods. It's a good question. Who's airing this? Like, YouTube. Who's going to put it on TV? YouTube. <laughs> right now it's YouTube. Okay. I mean. I mean, I see Fox Sports picking it up at, at some point. Um, hmm. Yeah, but what do, like you, MO, so. what do you think about what does Augusta National do about Sergio? He's out. I mean, is I he's the only champion on here, right? What happened? With D- DJ, DJ Charles and Sergio. Fortzel. Oh, sh- so we have several <laughs> Masters champions. I mean, and then if Phil Phil's a multi winner at at Augusta, he's already been bounced. This is uh, listen. If I'm a if I'm a big golf course like that, and I can flex my muscles to make a point, if I'm the PGA Tour, and I can talk to some of these events and golf courses that can flex their muscles a little bit and put some pressure on them, that might be the angle I take. But I'm not the chairman of the PGA Tour, so it's just weird. It's just weird. I don't really care. That's where I stand on my overall thoughts. Stu had an interesting uh, dissertation. I, that was one of the only ones that I actually read, uh, I feel like. But even then, he did, I didn't get a lot of – I didn't see a lot of responses after that. But uh, DJ and Graham losing the RBC 
sponsorship do you anticipate more sponsorships being dropped because of stuff like that we've seen guys be dropped for a number of things in the world of sponsorships i mean like look at your jt and ralph lauren your phil and all that stuff dj and graham now with rbc what, what are your thoughts about that what if you're what if what if an nlu young hitter were, were to do that like what what would your thoughts be like justin hubert like he breaks the tour and suddenly he's on live like what I think they would be all about it. They'd be like, sick for the content. <laughs> the content is king. Or they'd be like, yeah, uh, shout out to Hubert, man. You're making $5 million a year now, and you were just on the Corn Ferry last year. But like, yeah, it's a big... I, I think the more interesting is what do club manufacturers do? Do club manufacturers try to distance themselves? Does Callaway, TaylorMade, do any of those big boys say, you know what, We're gonna maybe we're not going to take it away from you, but we're going to do a little bit less than we used to. I think it all comes down to... Like, what are the tour the truck situation going to be like at these events? I know. I mean, I think it comes down to the companies and what their ideals and, and morals are and motives. Yep. Some may... I mean, you know, I have a... There, there's a... This is... I'll make this a very short rabbit hole, but there's... Uh, in what I do professionally in insurance, there's an organization uh, that I work with called Second Vote. And what Second Vote does is it tracks all of these major businesses and it looks at what they actually donate their money to. And so you can actually see what type of agendas they support and don't support. That's more of what I'm looking at here. You may have some companies that don't support certain agendas or topics that they, they're not getting on board with this whole situation. And so if they represent a golfer, that's their prerogative. To, to kind of pull the plug. You know, I understand that. Kind of along those same lines, Clay wants to know, does DJ lying about staying with PGA Tour change your thoughts on him? Um, for me, absolutely not. This is, I'm a college football fan. You're a college football fan. We are from the South. We are from SEC country. This is what we get every single fall. Um, Dan Mullen told me that, he told me personally, he looked in the camera, looked in my eyes, and said that he was not leaving Mississippi State, and I believe it was the next day that he went to Gainesville, Florida. <laughs> so um, this happens. People lie to preserve their, you know, um, integrity for the moment to do what they got to do. You know, people in their jobs all the time say that they plan on being there when they know fully well that they're only going to be there for about another month or so. So, uh, yeah, he, he did what he had to do. Um, I heard on the NLU pod where he probably didn't even put this out. They just put it out and didn't even check with him. Whatever happened, happened. Um, no, nah, it doesn't. D- I, I was always kind of apathetic with DJ. Like It's because he's apathetic. Yeah. Like if he was like a rah-rah kind of guy and like high energy and then he had the, the victories and all that stuff that he does or you know, and that he's had, sure, it would be different. But he's apathetic, so like I like DJ – but, but I can't relate. The only thing I can relate to him about is, like, he likes Bojangles. I like Bojangles. But I don't hit the ball far. I don't <laughs> I don't have a swing like his. I can't dunk a basketball. I'm not built like him. It's just we're completely different. Yeah. Um, but, hey, that Bojangles. Let me ask you this, something that not many people have talked about. With the following, do we know, like, the ramifications that, like, Ryder Cups and President's Cups and all that stuff will have? Um, I think they said, like, no, right? Like, if you go, then no, right? Dude, I don't I, know. I don't know. Because what is that? Okay, what does the Ryder Cup look like for the international team without 
Ian Poulter or Sergio, who Sergio is the single most winning match play yeah, in but Ryder they're at the Cup end of history. their careers anyway. They're what I'm more thinking about for them is did they just miss out on their captaincy? Captaincy, yeah. yeah. I mean that that was the next thing that was going to come out of my mouth, but. You know, are there negative blowbacks there? What about on but the American side? I could be completely wrong, and there could be no ramifications. What about on the American side? What about from the competitor standpoint and the supporter standpoint? Like, if we have American followers that were fans of it, but if they're not playing, you're not supporting them anyways. If it looks like DJ's the only guy on the list so far, okay. I mean, we could, could probably do all right. I mean, DJ played okay in this last Ryder Cup. We could probably do without DJ. I mean, yeah, like Jordan Gooch may be a borderline guy. Taylor Gooch. Jordan Gooch plays in the High Cotton Club. Yeah, my bad. Jordan <laughs> Gooch would definitely, definitely. Sorry, I love you, Jordan, but you would not be making the Ryder Cup team. Uh, yeah, but but Jordan Gooch would take a live invite for sure. <laughs> hey, I would tell him to absolutely go chase that bread. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do it, Gooch. Um, Peter Uline, a name that I was not surprised to see on this list he's somebody who went to europe to chase that money out of college try to get his world ranking points up um never really kind of panned out like he expected um yeah but not like you said on the american side dj is really the only name so far um you know they've there's been rumors about ricky been rumors about phil right so we'll see Ricky's another one that like if okay so what like i mean yeah so what don't i mean good for ricky if he does good for ricky but like Okay, you're talking about guys it's perfect for. Isn't Ricky kind of a perfect. guy that it's perfect for? Perfect. He's forgotten about on the PGA Tour. All he's good for now is commercials. Okay, so you might lose your farmer's whatever, but you can make up your farmer's endorsement with your farmer's insurance endorsement with whatever you're making from yeah. the live. Ricky's a guy that could be perfect. Good, go win some stuff on live yeah, and a less impressive crowd and make your money, whatever, move on. But, um, and here's, here's something where we kind of got to – Patrick asks, let's assume Liv definitely has a year two. Does it have a year three? And if so, is it slowly drowning in the night at that point or rising? That's where, you know, if these guys do jump ship and go over there and those lifetime bans do hold up, I know I think it was Clay said that was going to be a legal battle. We'll see what happens with that. Obviously, we'll have to monitor that situation. But, um, you know, Ricky jumps ship. He's already borderline on the PGA Tour, I guess, but then he goes there for two, three years, and then it's dead. I guess he's made enough money, it doesn't really matter. He can just go fishing. Or buy a golf career. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I, I feel like it could fizzle out, but at the same time, like, we don't know if they're just scratching the surface and if they've got more money coming in the background to try to make a sweep at this thing. I, I, I have no idea. I can't. I don't imagine a world where in five years, you know, we have a, a situation on a Sunday where I have to choose between watching something on the PGA Tour and something in between live golf. You think that'll be a situation? I don't. don't? I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I, don't, I never think that'll be a decision that will have to be made yeah. by me. I'm, I don't think so. But, uh, yeah, even if it makes it into year three, that'll be three years that I don't watch it. So, But, um, you know, some of the – conversations about going to different golf courses all in on that like please i hope that this does spark some change with that type of stuff because it's long overdue sure it's starting to see some other golf courses you know like i've talked about it before but like i'm excited to see golf courses like adair manor make it into the Ryder cup and and things like that as well so 
them starting to branch out. That is, a, that is a, I guess, one of the only um, optimistic thoughts on my end, at least, going into it. Is it a bad thing? I don't know if it's a bad thing. I, I, I really don't know. I just, it's not one that intrigues me in the slightest. I think what you just said there is the best way to wrap it up. Our thoughts on Live Golf, I don't know. Like, I really don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll see. Time will tell. Until then, the High Cotton Club, we got stuff going on. <laughs> that's right. And that's for sure. Sign-ups are happening, and events are definitely going to be happening. Yeah. Um, not going to be any delays here. So, um, barring weather, should knock on some wood. We're going to take a quick break from our show to talk about our sponsors, our title sponsors in Golf RX and Mount Juliet, located at 11972 Lebanon Road in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. And you can contact them at 615 288 Four five three nine. Can't say enough about Seth Grissom and Ryan Smith. I did my weekly stop in with those guys this week and got to hit on the new simulator. Uh, these guys have continued to invest in their store and put themselves in a position to get you uh, dialed in. Several guys in the club getting dialed in uh, with Seth and Ryan here lately. If you need any lessons, club repairs, custom fittings, grips, any of those things, you can contact Seth and Ryan. They're open 10 to 6, Monday through Saturday, and they will be able to get you dialed in. Back to this episode. All right, so the salute at Vinny Links on uh, June 9th, 6-9. We're going to be playing a par 3 course with three clubs on 6-9, 3-6-9. The salute, shout out Patrick coming up with that with the Navy ship over there. Um, going to be cool there. And then the retreat at Henry Horton, going to be a Stableford on uh, Sunday, June 12th. Going to be really exciting um, to have everybody out there for the last chance to qualify for the showdown at the Legacy on July 9th, which is obviously the only chance um, outside of the High Cotton Classic to qualify to represent our roost against the North Carolina roost at Holston Hills in uh, the last weekend of July. So... We're really coming down the home stretch. Um, I don't, you're not going to be able to make the showdown, right? So, how do you feel? Do you have any favorites? Kind of have the bracket play of the classic. We'll get into the classic here in just a second. We, we're going to take four guys to Knoxville. Do you have four guys that you kind of see right now from our qualifier list from the classic, two from the classic, two from stroke play? Do you see a team so far? I mean, I might see a team, but I don't know if I'm ready to say. Oh. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel like there's some obvious guys there. And um, here, here's what I will say about this. The High Cotton Club is going to be well represented. Period. Period. I, I mean, it, but there's only one take I'm going to make here going into the showdown. He lost recently, and I think he's probably got a fire under his butt, and I know he doesn't want to miss out on Holston Hills. And it's Seth. I, I can't imagine a world where Seth doesn't come out in that derby and, uh, first of all, qualify for the derby. Yeah. It's going to be tough with the strokes, but yeah. go out to the legacy, shoot something under par. He should be able to do that, and he should be able to qualify for that, I would imagine. Yeah. Then to get into the derby, once he gets into the derby, the holes that we're going to be playing, no strokes. So Seth's just going to go out and – you know, we're, we're getting it to the point where you're going to get strokes to get to the Derby, but once you get to the Derby, there's no – we're not going to hold your hand. you got to go play some golf. You know what I mean? Let me ask you this in terms of me 
my prediction in a team forming. Do do we know anything about the? Let me ask you this at the first tier. What's our format looking like at Holston Hills? So we're still trying to dial that in. Okay. Um, we're trying to set up because that matters to me. Yeah, we're trying to set up nine holes at a public course. Um, nine or preferably nine holes at a public course the Friday before that Saturday round at Holston Hills. So that Friday evening, get into town, play nine holes. Saturday, play 18 holes, and then... Because um, there's only four and four, right? There's only four and four so coming th- to play against each other. So there's four from us, and then there's four from First Flight, and four from uh, Queen okay, City. 12. So there's 12 of yeah. us. And so it's tough to come up with some... We were trying to come up with like a Ryder Cup format, but yeah, we're in the process. I mean, you could almost freaking high school it. One, two, three, four, ones, twos, threes, and fours, and have at it. Wanting, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We could. Uh, Wanting to switch up the formats a little bit, I think, yeah. between. And so, we're, yeah, we're, we're trying to get creative with it and make sure that it's not only just like a qualifying event, but fun. Yeah. And so, trying to make sure that we get that dialed in yeah. and uh, appreciate the North Carolina captains for um, working with me on that. I'll say, uh, I think. Uh, so, okay, I, I, I'll, I'll go in this direction from the classic. From the classic, not the other part, because I already said one person that's not in the classic anymore that I think we'll see. From the classic, uh, it's the guys that play in the championship match, is that correct? Yes. It's the guys that play in the championship match? Yes. That will, And then alternates from the semifinals. Right, but regardless what happens at the showdown if you play in the championship match of the classic you qualify Stu I I like him on both sides I like him (laughs) qualifying either way yeah Yeah, I mean if he's you know I I think he's won I think he's trying to prove something you know because here's another hot take and it's not just because you're sitting here I really got close to saying Sam but the match between you and Sam is going to be a good match and I'm interested in seeing what happens there so uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give that info away yet but looking at the classic and I know we're going to get into the classic in a minute you're asking me I I think that um, I think I think we there's a chance that we could see Stu yeah, for sure, and would love to see Stu. But Stu and Hunter Clary having to eventually play to get out of that side is going to be, and Jay Roten's over there too. So I could be totally wrong too. I mean, I you know, so that that's just that's why it's a take. Takes are meant to be hot and cold. I have a thing for cold takes. So hopefully, Stu, for you, maybe that's not a cold take. We'll see. Um, no, I like it. I think it's a good take, um, and excited to see. Yeah, getting into the classic a little bit. Um, yeah, like you said, me and Sam have to play. We have not – we're kind of in this dead week right now where we were supposed to have this playoff on Saturday. In the last edition, we kind of had some fatigue with just match after match after match with scheduling. So we kept this week um, scheduled in to where everybody can just kind of take a breath. We did have Stu and Will Borthick play on Monday. Um, they had alternating vacations coming up, so they went ahead and got it in. Stu um, really going out and – they had a big night before, um, Memorial Day weekend, Sunday night. They had a big night, had some beers together, a bunch of trash talk going back and forth. Um, so Stu went out there, and he had a purpose, um, and he, he went out and he delivered. Um, so congratulations to him. He awaits the winner of Clary and Roten. 
Um, in an unfortunate situation, uh, we talked about it last week. We were waiting on Vince and Hunter and Bud and Wes to play. Hate to see it. Um, you know, schedules didn't work out. Um, had to. Vince ended up having to forfeit his match because of work. Um, and so Hunter automatically advanced. And at that point, um, you know, Wes and George's match didn't matter. Um, so I'm not sure if they're still going to play. I know that there's still some matches that are going to be played, even though they don't matter, um, yeah. just because pe- people signed up for three matches yeah. and to meet other people. And that's exactly what Our, this is about. Mine and Sercio's will be that to an effect. Our match doesn't matter. Scheduling conflicts with time. We're going to play the match. Is it is it really going to be the third match of the high cot? Yes and no. It's more just going to be us playing. But going back to that conversation, then I'll kind of come to an end on what I'm saying and, and, and let you get back to what you need to say but also thinking about the showdown that's coming I, I would be remiss if I if I didn't mention a guy like uh, Brian Turley that just got qualified after the extinction for sure getting added to the mix for and sure. and I would be extremely remiss if I didn't mention a couple of guys that are friends of Seth that are getting involved in one of the last events could very well qualify in one event and come make some serious noise in the showdown and i met one yesterday this thing could get really icky this is why i say no matter what high cotton club i think is going to be well represented and this is why i think not speaking about the showdown real quick swag is going to be epic if you can't make the showdown but you've qualified for the showdown we're going to have a package to make sure that you get your swag that you're entitled to ready (laughs) yeah it's going to be dialed in it's going to be you know it's going to be worth it, I yeah. promise. Um, but anyways, this is why some of these roosts that have done like a season-long points race, I don't – I never liked that idea because it favors the guys who played often and early and played well often and early. That, you know, let's get the guys who are hot. We want the guys going into the tournament who are going to play well in Knoxville because we want to go out there and we want to make it to Kansas City. Um, that's just point-blank period. We may get to the point where – I haven't thought about this until just now. We may use August and September as requalifying <laughs> to send to the national championship if we qualify from Holston Hills. Because we want who's hot. We yeah. want to go out there and we want to take the best and we want to bring it back to the High Cotton Club. So what would that look like for Tennessee? Hey, thanks team that just won us uh, in Knoxville, but now come fight for your spot again. Listen. <laughs> Play better. <laughs> If you think you deserve to be here, keep proving it. Yeah. All right. I mean, I feel that. Like, I... I mean, I'm not against it because that means I may just grind until September and come requalify. At, at any point, have I said that that you automatically get the spot in the national championship? I, mean, I don't I think I have. Heard, I hadn't heard that. I haven't said that once. Everything so, was an assumption at this hey, point. Hey, we're just getting to the regional. Once we get to the regional, we'll move on from there. But um, everybody, keep playing. Get dialed in. We have to go to Holston Hills, and we got to take care of business. If we don't do that, then we're just on to the next one, and it doesn't matter. So we got to take care of business first, um, and excited to do that. Getting back into the classic, um, really, Beers and Logan. Uh, Beers reached out to me about the schedule. Um, again, we're in this dead week, so no rush there. Um, but excited to see that match. going to be a closer match than Logan's differential with Seth. So Beers, former champion going to be exciting to see. This is why I said on the last podcast that although there is a difference in Beers and Seth's handicap, for Logan, this match cannot be any different. No, and their game is very similar, Jacob and Seth's. 
you you got to come out and play your best golf. I mean, he's I I mean, we've said enough about beers. We don't need to beat a dead horse, but high long straight. Logan's got to play. Yep. Period. He can for sure, but he has to. Yep. And excited to see that match. So the Elite Eight in the state of Tennessee going on um, starting next week. But until then, um, the Kentucky bracket and Alabama bracket are underway. Meese and Britton got kicked off down in Alabama at, I think the course was called Horse Creek Golf Course or Horse Creek Golf Club. Love that name. Fantastic name. Um, Not sure what the golf course looks like, but definitely want to go check it out just based on the name. Um, JT Meese taking care of that match. Got it done there. Um, earning all three and a half possible points in Kentucky and Alabama. They're playing their group play between all four of them just for seeding in the bracket play. Um, so, you know, no no real worries about getting knocked out, but you obviously want to win. You kind of get to know your opponents a little bit. Mm-hmm. And all this is going to – you're going to see a rematch with somebody. So it's going to be interesting to see how these first-round group play matches go into the bracket stage with those rematches. All right, so in the Kentucky – um, classic, we got um, Harden and Steen set for Saturday at Rolling Hills in Russellville. I just knew you were going to say Park Mammoth. Nope, nope. Um, Steen? I, I think. <laughs> I don't blame Alex if he didn't want to take Nick there, and I don't blame Nick if he didn't want to take the match there. Yeah, I mean, he I wanted think. to go somewhere else. Um, but, yeah, um, got a five-stroke differential in this match, so should be pretty exciting to see that match um, shake out. Um, live scoring, I'll be sure to post that. But until then, just thank you to those guys for getting involved and in making the inaugural first edition of the High Cotton Classic possible in both Kentucky and Alabama. Yeah, hey, uh, uh, Roost members and, and just supporters that listen to this, whether, whether it's the Elite Eight or you're in Kentucky or Alabama and you can, I would really love to see – um, some more support from the club in these matches, if possible. I know it's hard, especially if it's weekday, but I think it would be really cool as some of these Elite Eight matches start coming down to the wire if there's a little bit more. Um, Let's get some guys out there. Yeah, some guys out there. I mean, definitely. Now, and I, and I would love this, just not getting the cart before the horse, but trying to be proactive. Once we get in that final four and then the two, I would really love, love for those to be – uh, highly advertised, heavily advertised, and encouraged uh, to be there. Shoot, I'd like to see some some uh, some Roost members get on the bag for their boys too. That'd be cool. For sure, we'd love to see that. Um, we've had the conversation in the past about setting those on a specific date and a specific course, and we just haven't done that for the sake of it. Kind of changes the integrity of the event. Yeah, from and the, I understand. That. Um, but yeah, hope that those work out that way that we can make that happen. Yeah, um, would obviously be fantastic uh it's worked out that way in the past so hopefully we can do it again all right so wrapping up with our questions from uh we talked about some live questions that was the majority of our questions was from live but now from gervais i don't know austin i i posted this last night on instagram it was kind of late i don't know what kind of mindset you were in uh, when you asked this question so and where this came from. Take that with a grain of salt, Tanner. <laughs> Would you rather take Happy Gilmore in a match play or a boxing match? Um, I'm taking the match play because whether I win or lose, my face stays the same. <laughs> um, I Even though I like to hit the golf ball a long way, I'm not going to get in an arms race with anybody. Uh, and having boxed a little bit myself a couple of years back, uh, I think I think I'll take the boxing match. 
I mean, that's fine. I I see you ended up like Bob Barker. Um, but either way, hey, you're gonna take the you're gonna take it, and you're gonna Bob be Barker. yeah, you're gonna be a legend. So congratulations. I think Bob Barker actually won that fight. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> they got into tussle and they rolled down the hill. Uh, no, that's too funny. All right. So, all right. Um, life advice this week. Um, why don't you go ahead and you always go first. I'll let you go ahead and continue with that tradition. All right. Uh, so today, just kind of a thought-provoking uh, statement. I don't know if it's so much advice, but maybe I can add some advice there at the end. But uh, one thing, again, never really hidden my faith from you guys. I don't plan on starting now. If you don't like it, you can tune out to this part. I totally understand. Uh, but one thing that has been just a big theme in my life has been the statement that sometimes God wrecks our plans before our plans wreck us. Uh, and I know, I know in just my story as a whole um, that that couldn't be any more true. Uh, but just in reality, the advice part of that is just, um, you know, I know that sometimes when a door closes, it's not the easiest pill to swallow, and sometimes it's not the easiest thing to understand. But if you can go into that open-minded and truly trying to understand what's going on and look at it from a brighter perspective, sometimes you will see that if you had continued down with that plan, the detriment that it could have caused you. I know in my own personal life, being a being a collegiate baseball player and living a pretty rambunctious life, had I continued on the path that I was on, I know that I wouldn't be where I am today. So just kind of looking at that and recognizing that sometimes doors get closed and plans get wrecked, but it may not be the worst thing for your life. Love that. Fantastic. Um, kind of goes with some of the past life advice we talked about with uh, bearing fruit, trimming fruit, and uh, love that. Always well done, Tanner. Um, this week, kind of similar in that it's just less of advice and more of just kind of a thought-provoking statement. Um, discipline equals freedom. Um, heard that from Will Compton, who heard it from Joe Rogan, who heard it from Jocko Willink, and you just heard it from Connor Hendrickson. So it's kind of like that office part where it's, in there. where it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, well, yeah, exactly, yeah. That's what we just did there. So um, discipline equals freedom. Will Compton, uh, Connor Hendrickson, Will Compton, Joe Rogan, Jocko Willie. Um, so discipline equals freedom. You can take that, think on that, marinate on that, and uh, whatever it means to you. Um, hopefully, it helps you. So um, Tanner, you got any concluding thoughts? I know we didn't have a whole lot to talk about today. Kind of went deep on the live stuff. We're not a golf podcast. We're a roost podcast, but we do what we can. Uh, no, the only other thing that I have to wrap up is uh, play fast. Yes, play fast. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Dialed In, a podcast by the High Cotton Club, presented by the fine folks at Golf RX. Thank you so much for listening. We're keeping you dialed.